0: It's Mel and Kel, episode one of It's Called Culture.
1: Ever heard of it?
0: All right, we're here. We're doing a podcast, Cal.
1: This is so exciting. This has been a long time coming.
0: We've been talking about this for years, I feel like. I think so. We have a lot of information to share with you guys. So buckle up. And get ready. (laughs) We are talking about culture, obviously, from the name of our podcast, but what kind of culture are we talking about? There's a lot of definitions for the word culture, but I guess the way I would describe it is just a way of life for an entire society. And we are
1: going to be talking about the Portuguese culture, dun-dun-dun.
0: So the Azores are... A group of Portuguese islands. They're just in the absolute middle of the Atlantic Ocean. It's a beautiful place.
1: Some call it the...
0: Hawaii of the Atlantic. It's with palm trees, some cows. We don't actually live there. We live in America. Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) We just happen to have grown up in a city with maybe the highest percentage of Portuguese population in the country from these islands, specifically. And we lived with the entire culture, like, preserved exactly as it was from these islands, but just in the city streets of America.
1: Pretty much. Our parents, like, immigrated and still continue to live their way of life just now here in the city
0: versus being on an island. Yes, exactly. So we had all of that culture in its entirety, but we were obviously also growing up as millennials um, and being part of that whole generational culture. And this podcast is really summing up our experiences at the intersection of these two cultures. Um, they sort of overlapped for us a lot.
1: Yeah, So we're going to be kind of discussing um, our like, customs our traditions our
0: beliefs that influenced our culture our things that we don't believe anymore
1: a lot of that
0: (laughs) i think for me the reason you know why why do we want to talk about culture it's something we grew up with of course but i moved out of state maybe 10 years ago or more than 10 or 12 years ago now and I moved to a place where that culture was no longer prevalent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Non-existent. Yeah,
0: (laughs) non-existent. And it took me being away from the culture for that long to sort of realize, oh my God, what we experienced growing up was truly unique. Mm -hmm. Um, Just that entire community um, with just heavy, deep cultural roots and i had a, a daughter who is growing up like without a morsel of culture <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just trying to kind of figure out a way that i can sort of document um my cultural history and you know well, maybe her childhood maybe someday she can hear all about it and i can give her some culture along the way, the way. <laughs> what makes us qualified to talk about Portuguese culture we are through it (laughs) because we live through it we are bilingual first generation millennial Americans Um, we attended the first Portuguese Catholic school in America I don't know about you Kelly but I would be willing to say that I don't think I met a non-Portuguese person until I was in high school
1: yeah I agree on that so I left a Catholic school going into a public high school, like a city public high school. And that's when I like realized that there was more than just
0: Portuguese people. <laughs> we lived a sheltered life. It's so sheltered. Our so our entire elementary school, which went all the way up through eighth grade, was it was small and it was only Portuguese children. It was almost
1: At one point, we probably thought it was, like, a requirement
0: to attend. (laughs) It (laughs) It had to be. It may have been. (laughs) And so I didn't go to public high school. I went to Catholic high school. But it was obviously there were different nationalities or different ethnicities, I should say, attending um, that school. And I remember meeting a girl freshman year. And she told me her last name was Dupree. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And she's like, yeah, it's French. And I'm, I'm like, no, it's not. It's Portuguese. Like, what do you mean? And she's like, no, I'm French. I'm like, no, no, we don't know any French. There aren't any French <laughs> people no in boy. this area. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I just felt like a huge idiot. And I, like, went home and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I started thinking about it. And I'm like, not everybody is Portuguese. No. And then I started to understand what was going on. But uh, – we were super, super sheltered.
1: Extremely. I assumed everyone was Portuguese probably in my high school t- as well. And they definitely weren't. It was a mixed culture. It was definitely a culture shock, I will say, <laughs> going into my freshman year of high school.
0: <laughs> I grew up telling everyone my whole life that I was 100% Portuguese, right? Because I didn't know any different. I... My parents are Portuguese, they're both Portuguese, I'm 100% yeah, Portuguese, whatever, yeah. right? And I took one of those ancestry DNA tests a few years ago and like nobody comes back 100% anything. So I was curious to see what else I might have had mixed in. Um, you know, they always sprinkle in a little like Nean- you know. Neanderthal or something <laughs> something, something yep. like that.
1: Like a 5%. Yeah, so 5% I,
0: I was just kind of curious and... My husband was like, there is absolutely, he was looking at it as an outsider and I have like one side of the family that, you know, I have a redheaded uncle and like blue eyed, blonde haired grandparents and whatnot. And he's like, there is absolutely no way that you're coming back 100% Portuguese. Like your mom's side of the family, like something else was going on over (laughs) there. Like they are not full Portuguese uh, uh, blooded. (laughs) and then we found out this story about, like, my great-grandfather was adopted, and he they adopt you from, like, you go to the city, and they put babies on a carousel. (laughs) That's wild. (laughs) And babies from wherever. You don't know where the babies came from. They just ended up on this carousel, and you would just watch them going around, like, Presumably not on the horses (laughs) that go up and down, but, like, maybe more in, like, the sleigh carriage. On, like,
1: in the middle between the the horses?
0: Maybe. I don't know. I can't really picture it. But the way it was described was you just picked a baby off the carousel and, like, that's how you adopted the baby. And so feel you like know. you're at
1: a farmer's market.
0: <laughs> um, so my husband was like, there is no way. Like, there is some shady shit going on in your background. Like, there's adoption. You don't know what – like, this is going to be interesting for you to really find out what your actual, um, you know, makeup is. And I got the results back, and they were 100% Portuguese. <laughs> and it pinpointed me to <laughs> the Azores, to – the exact island of the nine islands in the Azores that my family is from, to the village, like, it circled around, like, three or four villages, and those were the villages where my grandparents oh, on both sides of my family came from. And it knew...
1: I didn't know it could tell you specifically, what village.
0: It knew specifically, like, it had, like, a dotted line around these villages, and I was like, wow, that's pretty accurate, just from me spitting in a little tube and sending it out. Um, but it so... It confirmed what I had been telling people my whole life. <laughs> well,
1: that's great. That, that,
0: that I was a hundred percent Portuguese, which was cool. When when I found that out, I was like, I wonder how rare this is it to be a hundred percent something, right? Like right, that's kind yeah. of crazy. And I was trying to search online for like how rare it was. And the only thing I could come up with was this Conan O'Brien clip, video clip of I think he was on another late night talk show host. Like he was the guest oh, okay. on this show. And he did some similar DNA testing and he came back 100% Irish. And he went to his doctor and he was like, what does this mean? And he's <laughs> like, his like, oh, I've never seen anything like this. And his doctor was like, it means you're inbred. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that is exactly what it means. And yes, I, there's only so many people in the village. Right. So you have to get with the people in the village.
1: <laughs> yeah, I oh, I haven't done mine yet. So <laughs> I would like to see what it says. I would assume it's
0: going to come back 100% Portuguese as well. Like we don't know, but we know. Yeah. We know. Like
1: I know, but maybe I'll have to um, do one and then maybe we can post it.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely have to put the results on there because if it's anything but 100% Portuguese, there's going to be some drama. And
1: I also feel like not to like stereotype like portuguese people but usually like portuguese people are like dark haired brown eyes some light skin dark like darker tone like tone like individuals like just because you know they're from the island and stuff melissa (laughs) and the reason with the story is melissa's like blonde hair very light (laughs) blue eyes she would she doesn't look like your typical you know Portuguese person that that so that's why her husband was kind of like, No, like there's no way there's gotta be there's gotta be like something else,
0: so I love that you just made me a blonde haired blue eyed person, but I'm not
1: hazel. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's not anymore but growing up as a kid, she was the blonde curly hair with like hazily hazel eyes mm-hmm. yes, still so hazel like now you, you were you were this very is, blonde this and curly is, as a kid
0: this is a box dye and blonde
1: and curly full of curls
0: I just also need to say that it's all relative so Kelly is looking at me as the blonde kid in school still my husband who's a redhead when he met me and found out that people called me blonde he was like what are they talking about like you have brown hair you have brown eyes you don't have brown okay so I won I won best eyes yeah you had
1: like Hazel In blue, ha- like, hazel eyes, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I have always called myself my eyes hazel and my hair dirty blonde. And my husband was like, that's a stretch. <laughs> but comparatively to all the Portuguese students who, like you said, are all just dark brown. Like brunette, you know, yeah, brunette, dark brown eyes. Um, Mine were different enough to win... Best, best eyes of the girls category for best eyes in eighth grade yearbook. There were seven other girls in the class, so it was quite an honor. And I think we all pretty much kind of looked the same, or less.
1: <laughs> So you were, maybe you're like one other classmate.
0: Yeah, it was ridiculous. But so the last thing on this intro episode that we'll do is an accent disclaimer. I was hesitant to start a podcast because some guy commented on one of my TikToks that he could have gone his whole life without hearing my voice. <laughs> um, fuck that guy. So here I am. He was a jerk. But I do want to give this disclaimer because we are first-gen Americans. We're directly descendant from non-English-speaking people. Yeah. So Kelly, like you said, you grew up your parents still don't speak English. No, I spoke
1: Portuguese first. I was the kid coming out of school, out of the classroom to go learn how to read English and go write in English while the rest of my
0: classmates stayed in the classroom.
1: (laughs) Right. I I was a chapter one kid.
0: Yes, oh, absolutely. And so, you know, my parents were a little bit more Americanized, I'll say. Not my dad so much. Yeah, not Um, your dad. But my mom was born here. So I, I grew up speaking both languages, but it wasn't like I spoke Portuguese first. It was kind of simultaneously I was learning the two languages, but yeah. I spoke English at home with my parents. But at the same time, even though they were Americanized, their English is not great. Right. Yeah. it's not. It's no. not great. So like...
1: They don't really know. They don't. They're not. Re- they don't really know how to speak it either. <laughs> no. So like they have. You were teaching them, probably.
0: Yeah. So they speak kind of more slang. Um, the Azorean Portuguese is already kind of brute and slang version of a European Portuguese, like a true like from the continent. Um, you know, whenever we had Portuguese teachers in school they always sounded so like elegant formal yeah brazilian-esque yeah you know with their lechi and their just their their pronunciations were so different than our kind of brute language but we also are kind of in a suburb of boston yeah in the boston area so we have massachusetts accent like overlaid on top of already having like English as a second language type of accent. So this is just a heads up that...
1: If you hate our voice. <laughs> if, you, if you hate our
0: voice, I'm sorry, but it's There's part of our culture. It's nothing we can do. We hope you stick with us. Um, and we've got a ton of interesting stories lined up to share with you. And we would love for you to share your own stories with us. I would love... We can only speak on our own culture and our own right. experience, experience, but I, I want to will- hear...
1: I want to hear like everybody, I want to hear about everyone's like different cultures, like
0: all of it. It's it's, it's just, so it, unique. It's interesting. It, you know, each culture is so unique, but then again, there are so many similarities. Yeah. So like anytime we hear, a t- specifically like Italian culture, yeah, I mean, we resonate so much with that because the stories are so similar to things we've experienced. And I'm sure there are others out there like that as well, or just other, you know, children of immigrant type yeah. stories. Yeah.